Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Welcome to Power Thoughts today. I'm Cindy Reyes. I'm one of Pastor Lori's uh, leaders here at the church, and I'm filling in today. As you can see, I'm in my casual attire today. We were doing some cleaning, but some situation arose and Amber wasn't able to make it, so I jumped in. So I hope you enjoyed this message. I got the honor, and many of you know I've been ministered to some ladies that um, are going through some program. Um, they're not church ladies in the sense of, but they're ladies that have been through some pretty hard stuff. It's just what God's calling me to do. So I got to share this message with them. And I thought, all right, I think it's it's a good message for anybody. So I'm going to go ahead and minister it. Um, I hope you guys really enjoy this. I'm going to pray to start out. Father God, thank you just for this time just to be here and be able to um, share your word. I ask Holy Spirit that as you guide and teach me exactly what you want me to say today. And Father, right now, um, as it goes out, wherever it goes, that it's a blessing, that it's life-changing in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, like I said, I've been um, blessed to be able to start um, doing a, a new ministry. Um, and with the ministry, I've been able to, ladies that have been through drug rehab, sex trafficking, um, and I probably ain't saying that right, and different stuff. And I feel it was an honor to be able to go minister to them. And so I've been ministering and kind of, I went Tuesday and Pastor Lori ministered and I got to pray with several so this is the, the message that I taught them. It's going to be different here. It always is. But I really feel you're going to be blessed, you know. And the topic is hot mess to blessed, you know. Um, I always tell people that with God, all things are possible. He can do anything. It was in our, in our devotion today. You know, if you look at your life and my life, it's been very up and down, you know, and until I find Christ. I was a hot mess. I was this person that I didn't think God would love me or anybody would love me. I could have anything. All I could see was my mess, you know. Um, it, it just was a life that I wasn't proud of, a life that I lived in so much shame and different stuff. But God came into my life, and when I received Jesus, it changed everything. You know, I tried everything, just like anybody else, but the hot mess kept coming. I tried at times to be good or tried to be different stuff and be uh, the best person but I couldn't live in in the blessed life I couldn't see myself healthy whole um, living in joy because I was such a hot mess and that's what everybody expected of me you know but the blessing I live in now 
And I'm not talking, when people talk blessing, they think it's you have a house, you have a car. No, I'm blessed and it's joy, peace. Things don't make me um, have all the happiness. That's just the result of the blessing I walk in and health, peace, joy, you know. And I, I walk in that now. But it was a progress that I had to learn that my life didn't stay a hot mess, that I could be blessed. I could walk in it. I could have a good marriage, 32 years. I could have three boys that are walking good. I could have grandchildren. I can have friends that you could truly trust. You know, we've all had friends that betrayed us and did stuff, but I have friends that I would trust with my life that I could go to for anything. And God's blessed me. So um, it all started, of course, with trusting Jesus. My whole getting to be blessed from that hot mess was the day I received Jesus. You know, I, he, was, he became my Lord and Savior. And I was the kind, I never do anything um, halfway. I just realized that, you know, when I get my mind made up about something, you know, um, I, I tend to do it. I did sports. I wanted to be the best at sports. My oldest son is doing some, um, he decides he's going to, he played soccer in college, went to the Navy. He had a couple of torn Achilles. So he decided, I'm not going to play soccer no more, but I want to stay in shape because he's working from home. So he started doing jujitsu and that I'm not going to compete and Muay Thai and all kinds of stuff because I just want to do it to keep my weight under control, keep my fitness while I'm home working. Well, I know better than that because he's just like his mother. He doesn't do anything part way. And the other day he's coming for Thanksgiving and he's like, you know what? My jaw's a little messed up. I said, why? I thought you weren't going to do any contact. Oh, well, I was just helping my friend and he hit me with his elbow, but I took him out and I said, you can't do things halfway. I said, you say you're just going to go lightly. I said, that's how I am. So when I became saved, my life changed. That day I went down to the altar. I never went back to drinking. You know, my husband did. He did his point, but I just totally jumped in. My life changed, which scared everybody. <laughs> they didn't know what to do, you know. But when I received him, that's what started my life being blessed. The, the beginning, all the past, you know, it said old things are passed away. They were. My old life changed. I was in church three times a week. I was at prayer. I was doing everything. My whole life changed because I knew I found the answer. I knew I found the whole reason for my being, you know, so I could smile again. I didn't even realize how bad and miserable I was, you know. I, I kind of felt like I could actually be loved the way God intended it to be. Or actually, I could love the way it did. Because I didn't know how to love even my family. And I was good to my family. I got a, had a good husband. But not to love them the way they deserved. But when I was free and I received Jesus, then that hot mess wasn't me anymore. I was able to forgive. I was able to love and say I love you. That was hard. You know, I actually learned to say I'm sorry. That was hard. I always tease about that I was the Fonz because I would never admit I was wrong. I would fight tooth and nail. And I actually apologized after that. But, you know, the reason I am what I am today, you know, I, I was doing that um, ministry and they asked for a bio. And I laugh about it because, um, uh, sorry, I forgot to turn off my ringer. But, um, and they asked for a bio. So I went on our website, gloriousbiblechurch.com, and I, I just copied the bio because I'm like, what am I going to say about myself? And Pastor Loria did it and she made me look really good. I'm not kidding. And I sent it to her and I laughed because the lady asked for a bio and I gave her a bio. And I walked up to them ladies. I said, if you looked at this bio, you would think, wow, this woman has got a blessed life. Oh, man, she just must be walking good. I said, 
yeah, that's what the results of finding Jesus. Because the hot mess is what I'm going to tell you right now, what I was, and because of Jesus, what I am. I just laughed. I said, man, Pastor Lord, you made me sound good. So um, Luke 137 in the Amplified says, we can be anything if we dare to trust that God will do what he promises. I dared to trust that day. I couldn't see in the natural that I could be anything when the druggie, the hateful person, unforgiving person, the person that hurt people, the person that didn't keep friends very long because I didn't trust him, so I'd push him away and I would just, I was just a terrible person. I think back at that, God, you know, and my poor husband, he loved me, even through all that dirt, you know, he loved me. And he says, you know, I thought, well, okay, if I dare to believe what he's promised, that I can have a blessed life, that the result of it is I could sleep at night when I didn't used to sleep, that I could love, then I'm going to do this. That hot mess is gone the day I received Jesus. So the first thing, you have to start trusting Jesus. You have to let him in your life. And I'm talking, even people now, we let Jesus in our life so much. We make him our savior because most of us don't want to go to hell. We know the truth about that. But to make him the Lord, to really truly bow to his will and say, God, I'm going to do what you said even when I don't want to. I'm going to do what you said no matter what. That's really making him the Lord of your life. It's easy to make him your savior. But what about Lord and savior? So when you do that, you're, you're going to see your life change. And I shared this. Share this with people outside because I believe this is evangelistic message. But it's also for the people in the church that need to get their behinds doing what they're supposed to really lay down your will lay down and you're going to see your life blessed so much i've done things god's asked me to do that i didn't want to do i've done things and forgiven people that i didn't want to forgive but my life is blessed because i trusted him that what he promises and that's a blessed life that i'm going to have so number two you must lay down your will for him to do anything in Isaiah uh, 64, 8 through 10, it says, Yet, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay, you are the potter, and we are all the work of your hand. So we must lay down. Okay, God, if you're the potter, I'm the clay, you know, I laugh about, because I always think of that, I think of Ghost. It's this old movie with Patrick Swayze, and they're in there, and she's doing her clay, woo, and he comes behind, oh, my love, and they're all, and they're forming all this pot while they're kissing. I'm like... I can't even do that when I'm not anybody's bugging me, you know. I can't form a pot. But if he's the potter and he's going to form you, I have to let him. I have to sit there and say, okay, God, I'm going to do anything you want me to do. Even when I don't want to, even when I feel like I'm not qualified, because a lot of times I don't feel qualified, you know. But Jesus made me worthy, what he's did. And he said, where you go, I'll be with you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. So I'm going to go with you. So when he asked me, I'm starting to learn to step out and do that. Ooh. Um, God says, cooperate with me. I'll birth great things in you and through you. He spoke that to me. I vowed years ago, no one would ever be able to control me. So that was hard for me to do. But when God says, I'll do great things in you and through you, he spoke that to me. I'm going to do that if you lay your will down and trust me. If you believe and let me be the potter, let me develop you. Don't do it what your ideals think. I think, well, if I do this... I'm going to develop. It's always God's way that's the best, but I have to lay down this stubborn, stubborn will, you know. It was out of fear that a lot of times I didn't let nobody um, get close or try to form things in my life. I always thought they have an ulterior motive. There's some reason they're trying to be nice or some reason they're trying to let me do something. But then when I laid it down for God and let him develop me, 
He only wants good. All good and perfect things come from him. So if I'm laying down my will, good and perfect things come. You know, I, 32 years is a long time to marry. And me and Bobby are both pig-headed people. I know that without God, there ain't no way. We went our way. We think we're right. You know, but somehow, all these years, God makes a way because, and at times we do get stubborn. But I, I finally say, God, if I'm wrong, please help me. And I'm able to go to him or him go to me. We'll go for a drive and we'll just talk. He's like, I know I haven't been right. Or I haven't said things right or treated you right. Or I'll say, you know, I reacted wrong. Because I let God, God form us that we're able to change. We're able to do what God wants us to do. And he's doing great things through us. We're able to counsel people in marriage. We're able to counsel people getting married. Um, what's, what's the, someone asked me, what is the secret of why you guys are still married? And both of us can say, it's Jesus in our life. Nothing we did, because the word says there's no good in me. I know that. I know I can be selfish. I know I wouldn't let him do um, control me, because if someone controls me, then that takes away my power, and I'm just all worried about they're going to hurt me or betray me. But when God, you let God form you, that's totally different. It's all good. I've changed for better. I'm actually nice to people. I'm actually really have compassion for people, you know, who I meet on the street. I'm always looking for someone to share the Lord with. I'm always looking for to do God's will no matter where I am because I'm letting him for me. I'm letting him, as I renew my mind to the word, it changes me. You know, um, I, I did a lot of keeping the bad out by keeping away because that's why I wouldn't let people come into my life or say stuff or let any, anything control me. But I kept a lot of the good out. I didn't let love come in. I didn't let all the good things God wanted for me because I was so scared and, and fearful. But when I let God come in and start forming me, I'm not scared anymore. Have I been hurt being a Christian? Yeah, there's some people at different stages in their faith that say and do things to you that are so hurtful. You put your life into people because I know I'm a leader and Pastor Lori, I've seen it over the years and Pastor Kenny and all the other leaders. We open our homes to people. We go out of our way for them. Um, we... We, we just pour out our love to them, and a lot of times they don't care. At the end, my son said something one time. He said, people forget the 90% that you've been there for them for the 10% they didn't think you were there for them or the 10% you fell short as being a person. Now, they want to remember the things they did, you know, and we're supposed to forgive them, but the 10% that you don't do, or maybe they don't perceive you did, you may not even purposely did it, that's what they remember. They don't remember you being there for them when no one else was, praying with them, going to the hospital, or just doing stuff. You know, so when you let God form you, things change. They change immensely. You know, but it did take baby steps, you know. But I had to learn to lay my will down. That was the most, one of the hardest things. I received him as Lord and Savior, but to let him really be the Lord and lay my will down, that was a lot to do, and I'm so glad I did. He, he just makes me so happy, the things he's able to use me. And, you know, we had life group, and they're asking last night, what is um, one of my ladies taught? And she's asking, what are you thankful for? You know, I can be thankful for my family. There's so much I'm thankful for. I said, I'm glad he uses me. I'm glad even in my imperfection that as I lay my will down, he just uses me. I'm so glad because I didn't think he would ever do that. And number three, you must learn to trust and you must also learn who our Heavenly Father is. You know, it's not hard for me to trust my husband. 
you know, it's not hard for me to trust that when he goes to work, he's actually going to work or he's going here because he's proved over and over again. I know his character. I know he comes home to me. I know he's like, hey, no, no person he wants to be with than me. Hey, you want to go to a movie tonight? Hey, you know, I was going Tuesday to this ministry and he goes, oh, you know, he doesn't mind that I'm going because, oh, I wish you weren't. I just want you to be with me. You know, I said, you know, I go with the father first. And he's like, yeah, he doesn't try to stop me. But I trust him because he's proven. And most people don't trust our heavenly father because they don't know him. They don't know anything about him. They don't know that he wants good for them. They see him up there as being just up there and we're down here. But he's love. He wants everything good for us. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you. He already knows our life. We get in the way of the thoughts and plans that he does by putting our own will or not trusting him. Um, I know the thoughts and plans I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. He wants only good for us. He has a plan for us and it's all good. You know, Satan comes in and tries to mess that up or a lot of times it's my own self that messes it up because I want my way. I want to do what I want. I want to go by my own flesh. I don't want to lay my will down you know, um, to anything. I just want to do what I want to do. But if you know who your heavenly father, you'll know he only wants good for you. Um, in Romans 5, 8, it says, but God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that we were still sinners, the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one died for us. I was still a sinner. He knew I would reject him, but yet my heavenly father showed how much he loves me, how much he forgives me. So I have no problem trusting him. You know, even when I don't see it in the natural, even though the attacks come, the attacks do come. The attacks come, the, the shaking of the faith, Satan throwing things. I believe he is the reason for all the bad, you know, because all good and perfect things come from our father. And God gets a bad rap, you know. Well, God did this. No, God didn't do that. Learn who your heavenly father, he only wants good for you. You know, he's a loving father. He's, he loved us so much that he sent Jesus. Even when we were in our sin and people were rejecting him, he still had a plan. Sodom and Gomorrah, different things through the Bible. He said, I'm not worried. I'm going to get my children back. You know, I know my kids, they've been away. They've been the prodigals that went away, but I'm getting them back. I love them so much I would do anything. He loved us so much that he knew in our filth he had a plan. And he said, I want good for you. I know my plans for you and I'm going to send my son so we can do that. You know, he wanted a relationship with us. He wanted that gap between us filled and it was with what Jesus did on the cross for us. Nothing else um, could do it. He was a perfect sacrifice, a perfect, um, his blood was perfect to cover all of that. But I had to know who he was before I could ever trust him. You know, just like my husband, it's been many years that I trust him so much you know, and I'm not dumb, you know, I know there's other women out there he could like that are different or thinner, but he don't go home to them. He comes home and tells me he loves me. He comes over, hey, what do you want? Um, hey, do you need money for this? Hey, I lost my iPad, but then I found it, so I got two now, but he said, go buy you an iPad. I trust him. He said, "He, my husband only wants good. How much more would our father want for me? He goes to work every day. He provides and Rain, sleet, or snow, you know, to do that, you know. But 
when you don't have a heavenly father that you see as good, it's sometimes hard to see God as good. Because there's a lot of people that don't see their um, heavenly father as being good because they had an abusive or a um, terrible father or a non-existent father. A lot of people have did that. I've, I've had people, ladies and different, it's hard for me to see. My dad was abusive. I didn't see a father as being good. I said, you need to get to know this father. You need to get to know my father and know that all he is good. And that, that's part of getting in the word, to getting to know him, getting the testimonies. I love it at life group. Hey, what's going on? You know, what's happened? Well, God did this, you know. So I learned what he is, you know. Even though God is, he's whispering to us. He's calling us. He said, trust me, be there. You won't ever be able to trust until you get to know him. You know, are you willing? You know, he's speaking to everybody every day. Hey, I'm here. Trust me. But we don't take the time to pick up the word. We don't take the time to even walk in faith one little bit because we want to see it before we believe it. But that's not faith. Seeing is believing before you ever see it in the natural because God's already his promises are yes and amen. He don't want us sick. He don't want us poor. But we can't see it because we're looking at our bills or the bill collector. You know, I was laughing with someone the other day. I don't know when it was we were talking about because me and Bobby had some pretty lean times. I, I, we had three little kids. I wasn't working and, you know, and he got injured at work and God showed himself so much to us, you know, that I trust him so much. But one time, <laughs> I don't know who I was telling this recently that I had a bill collector call. I didn't want to answer the phone. You know, I'm thinking, what are we going to do? You know, I was learning to trust God. I could have went to work, but Bobby couldn't watch the kids because he had some um, it was brain injury. He was having grand mal seizures because of an injury at work. And a bill collector called. I said, I'm so sick of this. What am I going to say? Tell him, I don't have money. I'd pay you. I am one that does not like to have bills. We don't like our credit cards. We pay off. You know, we got one actually now. And I just don't believe in owing people, you know. And this lady called. She's going off on me. I said, I'm sorry. I can give you maybe five bucks. I don't have money. I'm not working right now. You know, I am going to make do. She's going off. And it was around Christmas time. You know, I don't know how many years me and Bobby did not give each other Christmas because we gave for our kids everything we could. And it didn't matter. We had such joy with the Lord that we were together, you know, so that made us happy. But and this lady's going off of me and the bill collector. And I'm like, OK, and I didn't know what to say. And she's like, well, you're just trying to save money and not spend nothing so you can buy your kids Christmas. And I shouldn't have said it, and you know, but it was funny. I said, no, I'm a Jehovah Witness. I don't believe in Christmas. She said, well, well, and she hung up. But, <laughs> you know, but I, I laugh about that. I shouldn't have said that. But I learned to trust God through all of that because he took care of us. We never went hungry. My kids didn't know. They didn't know what we were going through. Me and Bobby did. You know, we knew what we were going through. But it taught us to trust him because he took care of us over and over proving himself we never went without food my kids we weren't homeless we had a car it wasn't the greatest car but he proved himself so there's no reason for me not to trust him he's did it my whole walk with him i've walked with him 29 years my old my middle one was a baby you know and i'm thinking wow you know it, there's a song that's good um too good to not believe and in the middle of the song he said don't tell me god can't do it don't tell me because it's too late i already believe it's too late. He's already proved who he is to me that I've learned so much from him. Don't tell me God can't heal. Don't tell me God can't fix it. So it's very important that we do that. You know, it is. You also have to realize it's through his strength 
that we can do it. We can't do it on our own power. If we would, I would have did it already. But it's through his strength that we're able to do that. We're able to trust. We're able to not have a, a hot mess life and we have a blessed life. Um, in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says, His strength is made perfect in weakness. It's His strength I rely on. I know my shortcomings without Him. I know my lack of faith. I know. But when I trust Him, He gives me strength. I have to have Him in my life when I see things that aren't so good. You know, I, I've told the testimony of my grandson who's coming. He's three years old yesterday when they said he wasn't going to live. They said something severely wrong with him. And I'm preparing my house because it's not baby proof. And he's a little wild right now. So me and, me and him go rounds about things. But he's healthy. He's, and they're coming. And I, I, I was thinking about it because yesterday was his third birthday. And I'm like, don't tell me he can't do this. Don't tell me he's a testimony. My 27-year-old son almost died as a baby. God miraculously healed him. My husband, don't tell me he can't do this. And it was through his strength I was able to get through those times. Because... When death or whatever's looking in your face, it's sometimes hard to see that um, things are going to be okay. Things are going to be great. But somehow his strength came when I was weak. At the weakest time, I thought, oh, gosh, I'm going to have to say goodbye to my husband. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to not have my grandbaby. I'm... His strength came in, and I, the right, something inside of me rose. It was the Holy Spirit it says, no, that isn't right. You know your God. You trust him. God, I need your strength. And even in that scripture, help my unbelief. I've even cried that. Hey, help my unbelief. Don't let this um, come in the way. And I just start speaking the word. I take my authority and they're still here today. So with God, all things are possible, but it's also made perfect in weakness. And our weakness, it usually means, I think of it as a scripture saying, when I'm at my weakness, I finally let God do what he wants to do. And I get out of the way. Because when I've done everything I can and I feel like I can't do it, his strength comes in and it gets done, which I should do in the beginning, you know. He said he'd never leave us or forsake us. He's always with us no matter what trial you're going to, through, no matter what. You need to retry, um, rely on his strength. So in my weakness and the mess I was, his strength gets me through. And, and that I say who I was because I'm not that way no more. I walk in his boldness. I walk in his blessing and everything I do because I've learned to do these things. Not at times, do I at times doubt or, you know, I look at things? Yeah, but I always go back, hey, um, you're, you're the strength inside of me. You and I rely on that and he gets me through. And so I don't want to be a hot mess. If you are a Christian and keep saying you're a hot mess, then something's wrong. You're not knowing who he, your father is. You're not knowing walking in his goodness. You're not relying on his strength. You're not letting him form you because I'm not a hot mess no more. I'm blessed. I walk in the results of that blessing or everything in my life. Because I'm blessed, I walk whole. Because I'm blessed, I'm not in fear. You know, and if you don't know that and keep saying you have a hot mess, that just makes me cringe. I'm not that way no more. You know, there's some out there that don't know the Lord. Maybe you, you feel like your, li your life is a hot mess. It doesn't have to stay that way. Start with number one, just trusting Jesus. And number five, you need to dare to believe. In Romans 1.16, in the Amplified, um, it says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel or the good news of Christ, for it is God's power working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with a personal trust and a confident surrender and firm reliance to the Jew first and also to the Greek. When we dare to believe him, he's honored. 
you know, my husband really, he likes that I don't worry and call him 50 times when he said he's going to play golf or something, that I trust him so much that go play golf. I don't like golf and I love sports, but that's just not my thing. So he goes with the guys. I don't worry about what he's doing because I trust him. He's playing golf, probably mad throwing his putter because he hasn't played that much, so he isn't doing so good. But I know God is honored. He's glorified that we trust him. And his promises begin to unfold in your life as you trust him. Because you can't be one day not trusting him, one day speaking the opposite of the word. Because an unstable man receives nothing from God. You know, many people, well, it doesn't work, or God isn't doing this in my life. It's because you're unstable. You're wavering all the time. You may speak the word one minute, and the next minute you're speaking the opposite. Yeah, I'm healed. Oh, but I'm sick, you know, what the doctor said. So it's important that you honor him, that you believe him, you know. Sometimes God whispers some kind of promise in your heart, you know. He, he whispered, your family's going to serve. Your family, sometimes I don't see it. Your family's going to be saved. Your family's going to be healthy. And we've had our battles just like anybody else. You know, it's very important that if you've ever felt like you're between a rock and a hot mess, you're not alone because a lot of people feel that way. And I'm talking to the unsaved out there. And if you're walking that way in Christian and being a Christian, you need to change some things. You need to dive in and really realize who you are in Christ. You know, a place that I have gotten to is I trust his promises and I trust him so much that it doesn't matter what the world or Satan does because I'm going to keep going, you know, and I've had some pretty good challenges in it. You know, each of us at one degree or another, we all come to God as a hot mess. We all, without him, we've made our lives. We may seem in the natural that we do. Okay, we pay our bills, we do this, but then there's something inside of us missing, peace, joy. Um, certainly our salvation, you know, even the most successful people are hot messes. They, they commit suicide. They do things that, wow, they have everything on the outside, but it's what's in here that counts. So that hot mess, they just continue because they're successful. Some There's functioning alcoholics people that go to work every day are people that do certain stuff and they're just a mess inside because they're not walking in the blessing of what God has for them because they don't trust him you know I, I always think this is a good scripture I like I really like in Psalms 27 13 what would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living what would have happened to me I know what would happen to me I'd probably be out doing drugs with them. I didn't really like needles, but I liked other stuff. You know, I, I think a lot about it because I dared to believe that my life could be different. I dared to believe that if I trusted God, I would see, be walking blessed you know, uh, in my life and get out of that mess. You know, I dared to believe no matter how I felt, no matter what I seen. And I'm living testimony of that every day. You know, I always tell my youth, we did youth ministry. I said, You'll know, you'll know that you're saved. You'll know that no matter what happens, you're gonna, you should be happy that you're not going to hell, that you're our father, you're going to be with our father. You know, it's very important that we know that. Um, so if you dare to believe he's able to do what he has promised, he's more than able, but you have to start trusting him, letting him mold you, um, finding out who he is. You know, most divorces, people look at each other and say, I don't even know who you are. You're not who I married, you know, because a lot of people marry for the wrong reasons, lust, 
they're cute. I'm married because I just thought this man is cute and looks good and Levi's that I've never seen in my life had cute little butt. You know, <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't born again. I wasn't looking for what, you know, what a marriage would be like. And sometimes I, I don't even know you, you know, and people get divorced because they don't take a chance to even know their own spouse. Do you talk? Do you ever just spend time? Me and Bobby do that a lot. We'll go do a fire pit and just talk to each other because we live a busy life. And we're ministering and doing stuff. Sometimes we just need time to get to know, hey, babe, how are you doing? How's your life going? You know, besides just the normal stuff that we do. So I'm going to kind of challenge you, you know, if you've been living that hot mess as a Christian, you need to repent and you need to start doing some things to change that. No one can do it for you. You have to start spending time with your father. You have to start reading his word. You have to step out in faith and start trusting him so he could prove himself. Prove, you know, what is it, Malachi 3.10, talking about tithing. That's the only thing. Hey, uh, prove to me what I, I'll prove to you what I can do. That's the only place in the Bible that says that. But if you trust him, he more will keep his promises. You know, so the hot mess will turn to bless. If you take these steps today as a Christian, you start doing this stuff. But if you've never known Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you, you're just looking at your life right now. I'm just a hot mess. I, I don't ever see that then take that first step. I'm going to invite you today to take that first step in your life being blessed. And that's receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you have never seen or, or known who he was and knowing the forgiveness and the, the peace and the joy that comes with that, I want to invite you. When he came into my life, I was changed and I'll never be the same. And no matter what, my past, it's the past. But I don't really care. It doesn't matter. It's not who I am because I let him form me. But you have to take that step today. And the first thing, you just speak with your mouth. God, you know, I, can, I, I believe in my heart you died on the cross and that you rose again for my sins. And it says you shall be saved. It's simple. That's your start. That's the start of the, of the marathon. And it's a marathon. You know, I, it's been, um, been 29 years and I started and every day I'm getting, all right, I keep going and he's using me. If that's you, pray that prayer. Just sit there. My mother-in-law was in the middle of her living room and just fell on her knees and said, God, I'm giving my heart to you. I believe Jesus died on the cross. And her life was, <laughs> was never the same. She has awesome sons that live for the Lord. Um, I'm married to one. I'm blessed. She has her grandchildren, her daughters. It just keeps going. It keeps going because she trusts him. And she started out just like you, just like I did. So if that's you, put the comments in there. We'll contact you. We do discipleship here. We reach out to you. We'll contact you. We'll pray with you. Whatever it takes to help you as much as we can, we will walk beside you because we believe here in winning souls, but we don't leave you out there by yourself. We believe in discipling you and helping you. I gave birth to three boys. And believe me, I was mama bear. I, I had a hard time leaving them with my own mother and she raised eight and raised her 11 brothers and sisters because I wanted to mold into them what I wanted. I wanted them to love me. I wanted them to um, trust me. I wanted them to help them in every area of their life. And that's what discipleship is. We want to help you. You know, we want you to grow with the Lord. We want to be there for you. So that's you put your name in the little comments and I'm happy that I got to do this. Excuse my hair being crazy. I just pulled it back because we were cleaning children's church and stuff. We were going to go over there and help. But I know God and what he is. 
He's awesome. So uh, church is Sunday at 10 o'clock. We're doing things around here to disinfect. Um, we spray this stuff that's supposed to kill COVID for 60 days over everything. We have things in the bathroom. If you want to social distance, we have that set up, but come. We're going to have a great service on Sunday at 10 a.m. and we invite you to come. So until I think uh, Monday is Pastor Kenny. So we are going to have Power Thoughts Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So I hope you join us and have a blessed day.